are back on the Heart and Hustle podcast, episode 40-something. I've lost count. Who knows? Nick Grunowitz here. Scott Inez is with me taping this on a Thursday. It's going to come out, uh, well, about 25 minutes after we're done here or something. That's how this whole thing works. Uh, talking to you after the Magic defeated the Philadelphia 76ers on Wednesday night, 112-97. No Joel Embiid, but the Magic have a big fourth quarter. Probably their best offensive game of the season. One, uh, they outscore Philadelphia 32-15 in the fourth. Once again, no Joel Embiid. That's very important. The defense plays well. Aaron Gordon plays well. And this team moves to 4-7. and seven. A lot to get into here and not a whole lot of time on the pod. The DeMar DeRozan um, uh, rumors. The Magic's offense. What do you do with this team if indeed a move does need to be made? Uh, a ton for us to get to here. So uh, let's start with where do you want to start here, Scotty? I always say let's start like I'm running point here. I'm really I, I, more I of an off guard with, with, with my evening at Amway Center. I was going to say so. Yeah, you went start. to the game last night, yeah. um, and for the first time ever, a little sweet life for you. <laughs> Just uh, like you know, for 30 plus years, I've been going as a media member yes. or, or a member of the Magic organization. So. I think I can count on one hand the times that I've gone to yes. Magic games as a fan, and one of them was with you oh, last that's year. Right. That's uh, right. We went the, to the playoff game. One of the Toronto games uh, in the playoffs. Um, How about it, that? It's just like, it's a different world, man. I have been telling young broadcasting students, because we work in this business. Of course, you can hear us on ESPN 580 Orlando, 4 to 8, uh, 580 AM, FM 96.5 HD2, and a whole bunch of other places. Um, young broadcasting students come to me from time to time. Like I'm not that successful where they're like, Hey, tell us your secrets. Cause listen, it don't look that good from the outside looking in, but, uh, and they ask me, you know, what would you do? And I say, yeah. major in something that pays and enjoy sports because <laughs> exactly. sports as a yeah. fan are awesome. Yeah. And it's not that our, my, my, our job doesn't suck, no, we but, love our job. But, but you do miss out on some of the fun things, which is going yeah. to a game as a fan and yeah. getting to, Enjoy the sweet life. We, we we have the best jobs in America. We However, do. you you do lose that fandom at times because you are a media member and you're looking at the team and games as objectively as you possibly can. So we had a couple of friends invite us up to the Bank of America suite last night. How many suites are there at the Amway uh, Center? Well, it's like tons. Like, I mean, I, I mean, that's I what know. that's what these arenas are. They're basically suites with just seats around. It's, them. A, it's unbelievable. It, uh, so it's sort of a mid-level suite, okay. and the, the sight line was terrific. You can get in there, and it's all the food you want. I mean, you, you got the salad, you got the burgers, you got the chicken wings. And you, I mean, I, every food imaginable is in there. Every drink imaginable is in there, wine, beer, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, usually I got stale media popcorn and maybe a soda if I'm lucky. And, and, and in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. here's the piece de resistance. Is there a right, I have, cart? I, There you go. I'm sorry. I've heard I've rumors. I've always, I, like working on the club level, on the radio level yes. for a number of years, you always uh, see the dessert cart come through and it's like, oh man, would I like a piece of that? Is it, I've always heard a rumor. Does Richie Adubato not take part in said dessert cart from time to time? Doesn't Richie do that? Uh, I, I think Richie gets his desserts from other people. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was just yeah, like, that's like Richie's, Richie's I don't, I don't want to call anybody out. I don't yeah, want to no, put anyone no. on blast. No, all right. Richie's not allowed to go up and say, hey, give me that dessert. But I think other people give him the desserts. But this dessert cart. is Richie. Dude, this dessert cart comes around and I'm like What's a kid on in the candy store because you know me. I Chocolate cannot cake. ignore. Yes. Yes. I do know you. You you know me. It's like like the every cake imaginable. And for me, 
cake is like just a frosting holder. Like, I love the frosting. Frosting is disgusting. Oh, it's so good. It is. Like, it's just, it's, it's congealed so good. Yes, sugar. Exactly. It's like eating. What's so bad like about that? edible Elmer's glue. Oh, it's, it's so good. disgusting. And they got the carrot cake and the chocolate cake and the red velvet cake and the this cake and the that cake and the this brownie no. and the that pie. You got to be kidding me. So this is how the other half lives. That's, That's what I'm it. thinking. For 30 years, I had no idea. So this is kind of like the scene in uh, Bull Durham where Crash Davis is on the on the bus <laughs> and he's telling everyone about what it's like to right. be in the to show. To be in the show, I I've finally, never, after, I've never yeah. enjoyed sweet life, so right. that's how it is, huh? <laughs> right, right. I finally got to the show last Somebody night. Somebody takes your bags to oh, the hotel room. Oh, my gosh. I walked out of there in a sugar coma last night oh, after man. that win. Surprised Let, you're awake let's today. Let's get into let's the get win last to, All right, yeah, let's get finally, to now, did you Did you watch the game or just the it's, cakes? It's tough, you know, man. It's, it's like first half you, you know you socialize with other people in the in the in the suite and so forth and so on and the couple that took us you know you got to socialize with them because they actually took us up there it's like so. the hunger games like the the village one people are all enjoying <laughs> their drinks while they're all fighting it out in front of them but in, in the second half i did pay a lot okay. more attention to the game and and that's the fourth quarter was where this thing was decided it's, it, by the way it is a little difficult when you want to watch the game when you're like I've been to games with family members and friends and they want to talk so I'm like shut up I'm watching I'm watching <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah the second half much better than the first for Orlando of course uh, the game Magic led by one after one the game was tied after two Philly uh, led by two after three and then the fourth quarter was the difference they don't call it a fourth quarter league for nothing Magic outscored Philly 32-15 no Joel Embiid you saw the Sixers on game two of a back-to-back yeah, they were fatigued in the they fourth. they ran out of gas uh and the Magic behind 25 and 10 I mentioned this 25 and 12 make that I mentioned this on ESPN 580 on Wednesday Vooch loves playing the Sixers I don't know why he loves playing the Sixers. I know they, team. I know yeah. they traded him and all that. Yep. But you get twenty-five and twelve without Embiid. There wasn't much defense on the interior for them because Jonah Bolden was down with the Delaware Blue Coats. Um, and Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon had the Aaron Gordon stat line that he needs to aspire to have: yeah. eighteen points, thirteen rebounds, seven assists. And it was a. I don't want to undersell it. I think this was a massive win for them. And yeah. I know it's early. I know it's just game number eleven of the season. But it felt like the team, the fans, the coach, they, they needed that one yeah. last night. Yeah. Um, four and seven is a lot different than three and eight, right? It I feels, mean, like, if, <laughs> yes, it feels it, very it really different. Does. Finally, we saw that sense of urgency from this Magic team. You know, we, we saw desperation in the fourth quarter last night. And, and desperation is a very good thing when, when you're going into a game three and seven. It's about time we saw that last night. And I get it. And I agree with you, Nick. That was a huge win. And I understand that the season is just three weeks old. But okay, Mm -hmm. the preseason's now over, right? The preseason's now over for the Orlando Magic. It's time for the real deal to begin. And notice what Steve Clifford did last night with his rotations. He pared it down. And the guy who had to sit most of the game... Uh, the odd man out was Al Farouk Amino I was going to ask night. you about that because I, I was on the air during most of the game, and then I'm actually getting ready for the Lakeland Magic season to start, so I was watching the game but not really watching the game, and I saw that number two next to Al Farouk Amino, which was minutes. Um, he was the odd man out, and that was strange yeah. for a guy that came here as a free agent. Uh, it's one game, but that that is that is that is intriguing. You got to me. pare it down. You got to pare it down at some point. Steve Clifford was playing 10, 11 guys per game. At some point in time, you have to pare that down to get guys like Terrence Ross a good rhythm. Lord knows we need T. Ross 
to be in a rhythm, and I think he showed some of that rhythm last, last night, night. with yeah. his 13. Yeah, and the other guy, I mean, Terrence Ross was terrific, I thought, but there were two guys in particular in the fourth quarter that were outstanding, and you know where I'm going with it. It's got to be DJ Augustine and Michael Carter-Williams, yeah. and those guys, once again, I said this on ESPN 580 uh, on Wednesday because I had a caller call up and say, hey, this team is not, not fiery enough. There's not enough fire, yeah. and I said, you look at DJ Augustine and Michael Carter-Williams, those two guys, they play with an intensity, yeah. a bleep-you attitude streak to them. Yeah, I will I will agree with that caller in that in the starting lineup, this team is not fiery and that, at all. That, that, was, that, that was exactly what but, the caller said, and I, I agreed. You're not starting a guy with a mean streak once DJ Augustine came out of that, right, that starting right, lineup. Right. Yes. But, but where you want your energy is off the bench, and I think that's where we have our energy, minus Mo Bamba, and we'll get into Mo coming up because uh, – Red flag all over Mo Bamba right now. Um, 14 minutes, no points, two rebounds I, last night. Dude, Four fouls. Dude, dude, really? All right, Seriously, we'll just we'll, two rebounds? We'll get to but, him. But let's start, you let's start talk with about MCW the, here. The two point guards, yeah. Okay, the kid was brilliant last night, and what I saw from him last night is that Patrick Beverly-type mm-hmm. nastiness. He drew that technical on Richardson yes. in, the, in the second and, half. Well, which was an absolute joke, a flagrant foul. I mean, you know, he, he, I, I, I believe I saw it right when Michael Carter-Williams... Uh, Josh Richardson kind of went past him, Michael Carter-Williams, and then regrouped, went back at him, tried to block his shot, and he came down. It just so happens that Josh Richardson oh, yeah. came down on his foot. That that was a, a This was the, the flagrant call. on MCW. Horrible call. A few moments, a, a little later in that game, MCW got the technical on Richardson yes, because Richardson yes. actually, Shoved he got so annoyed yeah. that he threw him off yes, of him. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I love... Um, the energy off the bench. I love the nastiness, the tenaciousness, whatever you want to call it, because this team, I mean, you, you said they were down by two at the end of three. They were down by eight in the third quarter. They yeah, were down felt 71-63. like that game was getting away. There was there was a there was a pull there, an offensive uh well we we we're used Malaise. to those here. That's yes. that's it. Yes. Whatever you want to call it. That was a magic third quarter where you felt like the game might yeah. get away because they couldn't buy a bucket. But you, I, I love what I saw out of MCW because this team fed off of MCW in that fourth quarter, and another guy they fed off was DJ Augustine. Um, MCW had 11 points. He took charges. He assisted. He was all over the court. DJ had, what, 12 points last night? Uh, he had 12 points, five rebounds, eight assists, and a steal. Uh, and led the break, a three-on-two break, where before he passed the ball, actually elbowed a defender yeah, in it. the hip. I love it to create some room, love which it. Love I it. thought was going to be an offensive foul. He yeah. got away with one. Yeah, there. he's a veteran. He can get away with a bit. Look, this is a guy who played the entire fourth quarter. He, he played did. the final 17 minutes or so in that basketball game, which kept Markel Fultz on the bench. I'm not going to read anything into that. No, you got to go with the hot hand. Exactly, especially when you're 3-7. and Yeah, like DJ's role in there in the fourth. I think take DJ out in order to coddle Markel Fultz is is, the wrong move there. And I know you've gotten the tweets I have, too, about, well, do we go back to DJ as the starting point guard? No, no, no. Well, you just can't. No, no, no. You just can't, and it's one game. And again, it's energy coming off the bench. Uh, and, And I look, Markel Fultz is going to be a really good player for a long time in this league and hopefully for the Orlando Magic. But I wouldn't say that Markel Fultz is an energy guy. Like, you want that energy coming off the bench. That's why I like DJ coming off the bench. He had 12 points last night, really, you know, got into the lane offensively and created for himself and for others. Uh, Terrence Ross had, what, 13 points, 26 minutes, 3 of 8 from 3-point range. So I love the effort and the energy 
from this Magic team in the fourth quarter last night, especially from MCW and from DJ Augustine. And yes, Philly was fatigued. There's they no were. doubt about oh, that. Yeah, you, you caught they, a Philly team on the second end of a no second doubt. game of back to back with Joel Embiid yeah. resting too. Yeah. They didn't have really any interior size. Kylo Quinn played 15 minutes at center for them last night. Uh, who started? I mean, like their 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 big man was Al Horford. Horford had a really bad game. Yeah. Horford was you, not you very good tell. last he, night. You could tell he was sucking wind at the end yeah. of the game too. But the bottom Three line turnovers is, for him, yeah. nobody's going to feel bad for you. This is the NBA, and there are plenty of back to backs, and nobody's going to feel bad for the Orlando Magic when they are sucking air in the fourth quarter of their next back to back. All too, right, so. let's get to that red flag. We'll get to DeRozan and those rumors coming up. Uh, red flag on Mo Bamba for you. Yeah, you you I, have been trying for for the record. You have been trying. No one is more responsible on this stuff than you are, actually. And I, 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 I admire that about you because you try to give it as much time as possible. But I can feel you starting to kind of come down with it with a judgment on Mobamba. You know, here. we saw MCW and DJ Augustine and other guys come off that bench last night with so much energy, and the energy and the effort won the game for them. Mm-hmm. You outscore the Sixers, what thirty-two to fifteen, something like that, in the fourth. Four thirty-two fifteen. I mean, come on, it, it, it's all about energy and effort and want, whatever you want to call it, desire, want to grit. I don't see any of that from Mobamba right now. I don't see any of that. I've got to see more out of this kid. And 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 I get it. He was hurt last year. Uh, he's sitting out some back-to-backs this year after the stress fracture in his leg. But I got to see more of what I see from Kem Birch when Kem Birch steps on to that court. I've got to see the one to. I mean, you're talking about a guy in Mo Bamba. Look, I, I love the kid, and he's extremely intelligent. He's a good kid. He goes out and plays 14 minutes last night, and you hardly knew he was on the floor. Four fouls. With the exception of Al Horford just shoving him around like a rag doll. Yeah, he's a walking foul right now, and when you see a guy, and, and you're watching this much more closely than I am at this point, especially last night's game, a lot of it is just out of position fouls. They're kind of lazy fouls. Lazy you know, it's fouls, on guys it. getting beat. When when you're fouling like he, when you have four fouls in 14 minutes, yep. you're just getting beat a lot. Yeah, yeah, you're reaching a lot. You're not moving your legs the way you should be. And and if I if I were Mo Bamba, I'd put in a tape of Ken Birch from last year and say, this is who I need you to be right now. Energy. Energy and effort. Mo Bamba is is the antithesis of energy and effort. He's low energy and low effort right now. And if this continues, and I get it, he's your number six pick from last year. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Okay, I I, I understand that it's it's difficult to make a move with a guy like that, knowing that he got hurt at the end of last season. But we were expecting, Nick, we were expecting, I don't know if it's a Jonathan Isaac-like step in that progression of his career this no, year. No, we but were we were expecting a step. He's the same dude. He is. That's actually that's the concern is he, he looked like he was in better shape coming into the season. Looked yep. like he was in a good mindset. We talked to him for media uh, at media day. But that's really the concern here is that it's not that there hasn't been a step. It feels like there hasn't been any move whatsoever in the uh, right and, direction. And, and in fairness, could it be in part because of the stress fracture in the it leg could from be. last year? We've got to throw that out yeah, there. It could but be. This... They're they're resting him for a reason. A right. part of it is precautionary. I don't think he's they had to shut him down from from some from from preseason, that yep. is, right? Was it preseason or summer league? No, uh, actually uh it was summer league. He only played like a half a game, didn't he? Or or did he play at all? They, they shut, shut him down, him down in preseason. preseason. There was no reason they for babied him to him play in, the... And they babied him in the preseason anyway. Right, right, um, right. They, they've really been very cautious with him. It's got to be hard to get a rhythm when you're playing sure. right now 13 minutes a game and 
you're missing every other game, basically. But, Nick, you create your own rhythm as an energy play. That's what we need off the bench, energy I'm, and effort. I'm, I'm, try- I'm, just, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just trying to play. No, I understand that. But he's he's got to show us more, man. He's got to show us more. I He's got so much skill and so I much see, talent. He's so huge. I see more energy and effort in those one-on-one videos on, on the practice court that he's posted oh. than I do in the game, and I don't get that. I don't know if it's just – he doesn't feel like he fits where they're playing. Like I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't. I, don't, I, don't I, I can't. I, I can't either. identify. I, I, it. I, we, we've got to see more energy, more want to. It's like love the game, man. You're you're getting paid a king's ransom to 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 play a kid's game, and you're a young kid. And and, and I get it. There's a lot of stuff coming at you, but all you have to be focused on the one thing you have to be focused on when you enter that game. His energy and effort go after every block shot, every rebound, every loose ball. I, I just, right now, and this scares me to say it, I don't see a kid who loves playing basketball. Now, that that may have something, again, we've got to qualify that. That may have something to do with the stress fracture in the leg from last year. It may. But I, I don't, when, when he's out there, I just don't see a kid who just burns to beat you and burns to play basketball and that's a red flag to me uh i'm i'm right there with you and as i said no one is more responsible on this than you you take your time with it um that i'm i'm starting to feel the same way on mo Bamba. you want to get to to demar Derozan here what, what else do we have from yesterday other than um and i i i'm very sorry i want to apologize to whoever wrote this column because i saw a headline um, it was not Josh Rosen. It was someone who covers the Magic with a blog, and I, I thought it was a really good opinion. I'm going to steal the opinion, though I'm telling you it's not my original opinion, but it is something that I have I have at least thought while watching some of these games. Uh, Jonathan Isaac last night, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. He had another block, which means his season total will actually come down from 3 blocks per game. Yeah. Uh, I think you can kind of see this team starting to mold its way around yeah. Jonathan Isaac. I don't want to call this yeah. Jonathan Isaac's team, which is what the headline was of the article that I saw, but they are starting to incorporate him more and more. He's like a big Before, part. before a big it was part. like, go yeah. stand in the corner and we'll get you involved. Yeah. This is starting to become a little more... This The identity of this team is starting to become more and more Jonathan he's Isaac's. a major part, and, and, and he's at the point where he does everything well. Yeah. I mean, he really is a Swiss Army knife. He does everything well. He can score on you now, which is something that we didn't see, especially early last year. The rebounding, the block shots, he does it all. So I'm not... I'm like you. I'm not going to go as far as to say that this is Jonathan Isaac's team right now. No, but, but we're headed in that direction. Yeah, if you ever go on to like realgm.com and they start looking, they 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 break up the old pie chart yeah. on you know the percentages that a player is for a team. Usually they're scoring or something. When you get through, if you were to do a pie chart of identity, you know a lot of it last year: Aaron Gordon, Nick Vujovic, mm. Terrence Ross. And there's like a little sliver, like just a little itty bitty piece, you know, yeah. like a Thanksgiving pumpkin pie, too yeah, rich, you know, right. of Jonathan Isaac. That that sliver's starting to get bigger yeah, and bigger, I no think. No doubt. And, and another guy that we talked about on the last pod, Terrence Ross. You yeah. know, I mean, you made the case last year for him being the MVP of this They need uh, him to be right. Team. They've got to have him be right. And Coach Clifford knows it. Yeah. Like, They're one of the force feeding why, him. One of the reasons why you sat out for Rucamino for most of the game last night is to get T. Ross his touches, to get him in a rhythm. He he, he played him in the fourth quarter last night as well. He's got your skill players, right? Nick Vucevic, Terrence Ross. We talk about skill players in, in, in football quite mm-hmm. often. Your skill players, if you will. 
They've got to get going here. They've got to start carrying you. Terrence Ross has got to start carrying you. And you're seeing bits and pieces of the real Terrence Ross over the last two games. What did he have, 13 points last night? He had 13 night. last night. He was 3 of 8 from 3. Uh, he's going to keep shooting. And, and 26 minutes, too, which mm-hmm. is really good. I, I think Coach Cliff now, with his paring down of this of this lineup, of this roster, I think you're going to see T. Ross in that 26 to 30-minute range because that's where you develop a rhythm. So yeah. love what I'm seeing out of Terrence Ross. I think the arrow is up on the Magic right now. The arrow up uh, after that game last night. We'll see where it is on Friday when they play the Spurs, another tough opponent coming in. But if you can beat San Antonio on Friday, yep. uh, you start looking at maybe going 4-1 and one on this road trip, on this homestand, which is what you wanted. Yep. Uh, there was a report from the Ringers' Kevin O'Connor about the Magic having interest in DeMar DeRozan. Scotty and I will get into our thoughts on that coming up right after this. All right, Scotty, let's uh, let's jump back in here uh, and the topic du jour on Wednesday and on Thursday as we're taping this here on a Thursday was a report from the Ringers, Kevin O'Connor. Uh, if you don't read him, by the way, a very fun basketball writer, very good writer uh, for the Ringer. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of what they do over there in covering basketball. And he wrote this large piece on DeMar DeRozan, the former Raptors franchise face, traded to San Antonio last year. Everyone focuses on Kawhi winning the title. DeMar went out, had a pretty good season last year, and... Uh, In this article about DeMar DeRozan, there was a blurb about, and that's what it was. It was three lines, basically. It Mm -hmm. was, the Magic are scouring the league for scoring talent because they need scoring. Second Mm -hmm. worst offense in the NBA, Mm -hmm. only in front of the disastrous New York Knickerbockers. But we all know that's going to change. It is. Um, You hope. And (laughs) the next line was that the Magic have expressed interest in DeMar DeRozan. I I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that Kevin O'Connor is a very reputable reporter. Mm -hmm. Um, We heard rumblings about a possible DeRozan deal to Orlando last year as well. So do I doubt that? No, I I don't doubt that. Um, Jeff Weltman probably has been on the phone scouring the league for well, he used to be scorers, DeMar DeRozan's right? GM. Exactly, in Toronto. So mm-hmm. he's very familiar with DeMar DeRozan. Am I DeMar DeRozan fan? Eh, I'm, I'm mad on DeMar DeRozan, quite frankly. But the one thing he can do in the regular season score the basketball. is score the basketball, which is something that we desperately need. And you need a guy who can break down a defense when the shot clock winds down. Mm-hmm. So am I believing that the Magic are scouring the league and, and maybe, you know, making some calls to teams as far as who may be available and DeMar DeRozan is on that list? Yes. You're the trade machine guy. Okay, let, let's talk about a potential deal for DeMar DeRozan on down the line. Who do you trade him for? Who are you willing to give up, trade machine guy? I start the conversation with Evan Fournier and Mo Bamba for DeMar DeRozan. Okay, I, w- I would. Wow. <laughs> we just talked about Mo. Um, well, you're out on Mo. Yes, I, no, I I'm not out on Mo. Don't don't get me wrong here, big fella. Don't put words in my I'm mouth. Sorry, you have thrown a red flag on Mo Bamba. I, I want Mo to just give us energy and effort. I think he's capable of doing that. He's got so much talent. But I'm not out on Mo. The question is, is Jeff Weltman out on Mo? Not in his second year. He drafted this guy sixth, man. He did. But you got to give up something to get something. And, and, and as much of a team guy as Jeff Weltman is, and believe me, there is no agenda with Jeff Weltman and, and John Hammond. These guys are total team guys. And if they see it fit, if they can improve this team, they will. But all I'm saying is, in NBA circles, to give up on your guy, the guy who you drafted high in the first round, sixth overall a year ago, uh, to get a DeMar DeRozan now, you know, maybe to get a, a, a better player, maybe. 
Um, and it's not that DeMar DeRozan is, is not a good player. I think he is a good player. But that's giving up Mo Bamba right now for Jeff Weltman and John Hammond. It's going to take a lot back on this roster. I don't see Mo Bamba in a trade, at least right now, Nick. Not now. You're the trade machine guy. So you tell me. Who else? So DeRozan's making 27.7 mil this Ooh. year. He has a player option for next season, which is 27.7. I don't know whether he's going to pick that up or not. I I, I don't. I will say For, this. Fournier option for same next thing. year. They're in the same situation, yes. Why would San Antonio want to trade contract for contract, player for player there. Uh, Obviously, Greg, you're going to have to get For, something Fournier's else. Fournier's right. $10 million cheaper. I'll go with sure. that. A Fournier's French. French. Okay. Pop loves gotcha. French guys. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, he does. Yeah. He's, he's Tony a Parker. huge fr- Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Huge right. fan okay. of Euros. Okay. Um, I love the trade machine. Until last night, uh, the PER between the two guys was was basically the same. the same. Um, yeah. DeRozan, DeRozan had a nice night last night. Uh, Fournier, uh, you know, is around 16 when it comes to the PER number there. But... Uh, I think more than anything is Fournier is the type of guy. Fournier is not the name that DeRozan is where I'm starting DeRozan. I'm giving him a lion's share of the minutes every single night um, because what you're doing here is you're trying to make room in your lineup if you're San Antonio for some of your younger guys, right? Sure. I mean, you want more from DeJounte Murray. You want more room for Derek White, uh, those those types of guys as well. Oh, Lonnie Walker, uh, the kid from Miami, Lonnie Walker the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think in, in reading Kevin O'Connor's piece, this trade for San Antonio, if they move DeMar DeRozan, it's less about who they get back and more about creating room on their own team sure. so that they're not taking mid-range jumpers anymore. They don't want to be the DeMar De, De mid-range guys. Right. So ideally, you'd have to have a young dude back if you're San Antonio. Ideally, because you're you're kind of yeah. trying to reboot that franchise, right? So well, you want to... And that's you, why I threw Mo Bamba in there. Right. I right. threw Bamba in there because it gives them a little bit more size. Um, It gives them youth. It's a guy that, I don't know if he necessarily fits into the rotation with Orlando. Heck, he has not played very well this year. And I put Evan Fournier in there because I have to make the salaries work. Uh, And the problem, the reason why no trade will happen until after, what, December 17th or whatever is because you can't trade any guys that you signed this past offseason. Nick Vucevic, Terrence Ross, uh, Al Farouk Aminu, those types of guys. So I put Bamba in there. But really, I mean, the choices between Fournier Gordon, DJ Augustine... I put Bamba on there. Like, the Magic really don't have... I mean, when Al Farouk Aminu comes on the books, you know, when yeah. you can trade him, that's another guy. But, you know, you mentioned giving up on a pick like Bamba. You're going to... If you trade a guy like Terrence Ross or Nick Vucevic no, right after they sign... That, yeah. That's... Not a, right now. A, that's not happening. And not B, happening this year. B, it sends, a, it sends a message to the rest of the league. Hey, if I sign in Orlando with Jeff Welton... It doesn't maybe. necessarily mean yeah. that I'm going to be there long term. Yeah, maybe. Look, you're 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 the trade machine guy. I I, I is there you're killing interest, my vibe here on is, the trade is machine? Is there interest in Demar Derosa? I wouldn't doubt. It. Is there interest in a score? Yeah, absolutely for the Orlando Magic. Um, I'm I'm still intrigued with this team. I like this basketball team. We all knew going into this year that offense was going to be an issue as it was last year. That's no surprise. But you look at what has happened offensively over the last now four games. This team is catching a little bit of a rhythm here. It's coming for this team. I'm intrigued with with this team. I want to see what we can do here in the next month or so. You can talk trade all you want, and that's fine well, because the fans love it. But in the end, yeah, I'm in the content think, business here. I, I got you. I don't think anything happens here, at least in the next month or two. I, I think they're going to let this play out because I think 
the, 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 the brass over there at One Magic Place believes in this team that they put together. Can I, I – one one small – I don't want to call it conspiracy theory, All but right. one – a reason why I'm skeptical of this report, and this has nothing to do with Kevin O'Connor. I have no reason to think that he's not being told this by sources that he trusts. When was the last time that a Jeff Welton move was telegraphed to the media? Wow. It's uh, never, it's never uh, happened. I will say this. What's that? I will say this a couple of seasons ago uh, with the head coach, Frank Vogel. That was telegraphed in the media, in the national media, right? Remember? Uh, was, oh, that was he was Stein going. Or some, he, somebody was. It was oh, like that he was going to fire him. Yeah, yeah. It was like one line somewhere in the New York Times or somewhere like that. Whereas you know, Frank Vogel is on the hot seat and maybe fired. I think it was Rick Buecher of the Bleacher was Report. It Bu- so, okay, someone whoever like that, it was. Right. So I understand what you're saying. It's buttoned up at one magic place. There's no question about that. They don't leak anything. No. But to your point, I think it may be. One guy in the in the last couple of years that we know about. Okay, all right, I'll take that. That's a good piece of evidence there. You're right. I'm disappointed that you remembered that, <laughs> but because it was an open and shut case that I'm going to make here. There's that. Um, I didn't mean to Jeff, be a buzzkill. No, 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 you're, no, 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 you're fine. But I mean, like Jeff Weltman has said, we're going to do this right. We're not going to do this quickly. This move reeks of the the uh, uh, the the Victor Oladipo and Sabonis trade for um, Serge oh God, Ibaka Serge a few Ibaka, years yeah, ago, and yeah. I don't I don't mean that. I don't mean that DeMar DeRozan isn't a good player. Ibaka was was a big disappointment when he was here and didn't fit with the roster, but it's more, hey, we made the playoffs last year. Now we want to jump into that top four. Yeah. We want to really we want to throw some gasoline on this small fire that yeah. we have here, and we're going to trade some young guys to do it. Jeff Weltman isn't the guy that does that. No. Uh, I think he's invested very, in these young guys. Very patient. He's conservative. He's patient. He's yeah. going to take his time. And also, DeMar DeRozan is going to be – he would be the best player on the team the minute you and, traded and, for him. And let me say he's this. He's going to be 31 next August, and I, he's had four straight seasons of the numbers declining. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if the Magic were interested in a scorer like DeMar DeRozan, and I would not be surprised, and we'll end it with this, I would not be surprised if Evan Fournier eventually is yeah. on the trading block because I do believe and there, like the there, guy. there were reports last year about Evan, and I do believe at some point in time, this season, even though his numbers are decent, that Evan may be on the trading block again. No, I I, I totally agree there. It, it feels to me. Well, you're right. We, we got to end here. We gotta we gotta get going. We got real. We got other jobs to get to. Um, it feels to me like a trade is coming at some point. There's just there's there's a, there's yeah, one guy too many on this let, team. Let, let, let's hold off another month or so, Nick. We're four and seven right now. The homestand continues. I think this team is going to finish. The homestand with victories, and if you do that, you're right back near the 500 mark, and you're ready to go again. So let, let's be a little, let, let, let's pump the brakes on the trade talk right now. Let's end it on that, is what <laughs> we'll end it on right there. He's Scott and as I'm Nick Grunowitz, Heart and Hustle Podcast. If you're listening for the first time, please subscribe, rate, review, download the whole thing. So uh, uh, make sure you tell your friends, too. Uh, if you have any questions, you can tweet us, at Inez says, and at ESPN580, Nick, ESPN580Nick. Uh, the DMs are wide open. You want to talk a little basketball, I uh, would love to do that. Uh, we'll have another pod coming out uh, in the next couple of days here. But until then, go Magic.